episode of Grafted Marriage. I'm Courtney, and today I'm with my ever-loving, ever-fun husband. No, no, you're not allowed to do this. This isn't Chris. how the show starts. The episodes don't start that way. They start like this. But I thought I had to say something about you because you're always saying something about me. And yeah, we're talking about play, being on a team. Right, but you can't... So both teams need to okay. encourage and... That's right. Rah, rah. Right? You're right. You're right. But uh, there are roles on teams. So with that... You're right about that. Yeah. So with that, welcome to another episode of the Grafted Marriage Podcast. I am your host, Chris. And with me, as always, is the stupendously wonderful... Courtney. Stupendously. And, yeah. Stupendously like wonderful. Today, we are going to be talking about teamwork in marriage. How to operate as a team, right? How do you function as a team in marriage? Right. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And uh, as you can tell by the lead-in, we've got a lot to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Being a team. Let's just talk about what a team is. Let's talk sports team because everyone gets that idea. And like you said, everyone has a role on the team. If Russell Wilson walked in tomorrow and was like, Russell Wilson, quarterback for the Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks. If he walked in and said, no, I'm just not going to be quarterback anymore. I'm going to be a kicker. Not to say that he wouldn't be a fine kicker. I have no idea. Maybe he's a great kicker. But he has a role to play on the team. And if he says, I'm not going to do that role and I'm going to do something else now, well, now that role is empty. Right. Right? Right. That's a problem. So as a team, we do So on a team, so let's say if we're a team... Uh, let's say attributes of a team. Usually you got roles. Okay. So you got different things that different players do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have got to think about that. What else? I mean, do you want to start there and then move on? Just no. talking about the roles. No, like, let's get them. Let's okay. just kind of pile so the things roles, up here. Um, encouraging each other. I think that's really so important on a team. So a team uh, works builds to, each other up. together. Mm-hmm. So they have mm-hmm. roles. They build each other up. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, it's going to kind of sound funny because this is what a team does, but they work together, Yep. not individually. Yep. They bring their, you know, respective individual skills together to make them collective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. To not shine one person, yep. right? Like it needs to yep. come together. And in this case, it has to be under Christ. Yep. Christ has to be the captain mm-hmm. of the team, the, right. the, the, the coach, the owner, say. The the owner. owner of the yeah. team. Uh, the other uh, thing that uh, another thing would be um, getting each other's back. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So, what do we got? So attributes. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, roles. I think is super important because we live in a situation in a society right now that is not taking the male and female roles really, I think, seriously or um, thoughtfully. And it's very necessary for us to understand that there are differences in men and women. And in the marriage, men need to be men and women need to be women. And the roles are different. So let's start, let's like talk about that more. Your role versus our, my role and our marriage. Right. As we try, so, as we try, should we talk about like how that looks? Sure, yeah. So in our marriage, mm-hmm. um, I'm the head of the house. And so ultimate earthly authority, I guess, flows through me from God. God's my authority, right? And that's who I look to for help in decision-making. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then we have Courtney, right? And then we have 
the kids, the kids right yeah. that's sort of the authority structure in terms of how it's laid out um, my job though in being that authority is to love my wife well and to um, make sure that she has what she needs to be able to do her job my job is to be a servant to the people that i'm leading and so i'm an enabler right and so my job is to get things out of the way so that they can accomplish the things that they need to accomplish that god's put them to um and sometimes it comes down to a decision has to be made and then i actually think that most people like it when they get to turn to me and say make the decision I don't think that they anybody wants to make the decision a lot of times. Um, and so in those situations, guess who gets to make it? I get to make that decision. And that's not necessarily a perk of the job, I would right. say. So that's my job. My job is to, and, you know, and, and in, in our case, my job is to supply for the family. Um, and I do that in the way that I do that so that you can do what you have felt you've been called to do, which is to be full-time here at the house doing um, work with the kids. Uh, we homeschool our kids. I don't know if we've talked about that a mm-hmm. whole lot yet, but uh, we homeschool our teenage boys. And uh, and so I go off and, and earn a living so that Courtney can be here and be available to do what she's doing here. So that is my role. Am I missing anything? That I mean, I think that's the high level, like yeah. that's the high level, level of that. And then I, I in turn do my part to respect so what's your honor role? yeah to respect honor you and you know as my husband as the leader of the family um and then because god calls me to respect love will come easily respect comes more difficult and that's why we need i need christ to help me perform that task well for you and then like you said homeschool the kids and be here taking care of the house taking care of the things that need to be taken care of and then you know researching things for us as we make decisions we um, you know different buying decisions or different kinds of decisions. I'll help research those things. You'll tell me those things that we need to do and then we'll lay them out and talk about them together. Um, I think as a woman in our situation in our society right now, there could be a lot of women that would look at what I'm doing and the decisions that I'm making and decide for themselves that that isn't the proper role or that I should have more power or authority or whatever it is that they think that I should have. And I will just go ahead and say right now that that was how I was raised to be that kind yeah, of Yeah, so we should actually, so just kind of backing up a little bit to give some context. I was raised by a single mom. My dad and mom divorced when I was five. And so I was raised <laughs> under a single mom. And a sister. And I had an yeah. older sister. So I was raised in a house of, of women. And, and I guess in a lot of ways, my mom was my authority growing up. And I love women and have no problem working with them and under them and you know whatever so coming into the situation for me in a marriage uh, it wasn't natural for me to be like oh okay well i'm gonna be the leader i was much more coming into it like you know we're going to be a team i guess you know and and in my mind it's quote a team meant that we'll make decisions together Mm -hmm. and you know we'll be kind of like partners in how we approach this Mm -hmm. and so for me i've had to sort of step up into that leadership role and it's not kind of against my own um nature you know developed from my environment i'm used to having women take care of me i'm used to having women take care of things for me Mm -hmm. that's right yeah yeah right and now here i have to change that model right and so that was you know that was a challenge and something that took a lot of time for me to really be able to get get the right perspective and to, to do that the right way. 
Yeah, and as we and dove you, into script, yeah, as well, we dove into scripture more, because as you had to step up, I had to step down. Right. So what's I your was situation? raised, you know, you need to take care of yourself. Even if you get married, it may not last. You know, you have to charge forth and be powerful, and you know everything from have the higher education and a great job to learning how to change a tire because you need to take care of yourself. Right. So you were almost raised to be by a patri- is it a patriarchal that. yeah father your dad raised you to be because he didn't have any boys right and so like he basically raised you guys to i mean i don't want to say as men but kind yeah. of that idea right, right? like take care of yourself like you better and all be ready to take care of yourself because mm-hmm. men are gonna screw you right over yeah yeah that kind of idea yeah. and so while you had to step up to your authority in the family i had to step down and understand that in god's way and how he wants it done how beautiful it is how amazing to see a marriage really well you know lived out through christ when we started seeing that we were like okay we need to ask these questions and what is my role and what is your role and how does that look and culturally people say it should be this way you know women and girl power and all these strange occurrences that are happening right now but it's all wrong it's not biblical it's not it's not creating a beautiful marriage that's missional for the earth and the society we need to be in today and so I think yeah as you stepped up I stepped down and we were able to have a better understanding of what it looked like to have a marriage that really was going to work where you love me well and I respect you well you know and that and, and letting Christ be the the fab the you know everything that was holding the whole thing together right and I'd say of all the areas of teamwork I guess we struggled in our own sort of figuring out how we were going to handle our role. But I don't think that we ever um, had a material disagreement about what our roles should be. I think that we both sort of understood what the aspiration of what we wanted to get to mm-hmm. was. And then it was like a <laughs> nightmare trying to get there. <laughs> right, right. But, but I think we at least agreed where we wanted to get to, which was helpful. Right. And I think in marriages, for anyone who is listening to this and you know is in a marriage right now, really studying scripture and looking at what men are called to do and what women are called to do. We also live in a society right now that's blurring edges of men and women. Guys, men are men and women are women. So anyone that wants to say that that's not true or pretend it's something else, that's a flesh sinful desire. And we need to flee that and remember that God did create us differently, uniquely special and with amazing talents and giftings that each can perform at a different level. Right. Well, let's talk about that. So the idea is, okay, now we have our roles and then we can work together, right? Which is another tenant of teamwork to accomplish things, right? Yeah. Because, because you fill in all these areas that I lack and I fill in all those areas that you lack. And so together we become way more powerful in what we can accomplish because we're, you know, we're working together and bringing, you know, sort of our unique attributes. And, you know, you as a woman have amazing, unique attributes that are special to womanhood. Mm-hmm. And I have unique, special things that are unique to manhood. And, you know, right. if like, we can I deploy mean, just, them yeah. effectively together, <clears throat> then we make a, you know, we make a whole. Yeah. And like, so as women, you know, we tend to be more emotional. We can't compartmentalize the same way men can. So you being able to be the head of the household and make these decisions where you're able to like 
I'm taking the emotion out of this. Like I'm actually looking at this practically, like what's the best decision where I'm more emotionally attached. It's just the way we're made. We're just created that way. And, but it makes me more nurturing and those kinds of things that I need to be where I feel. And like you said, those things, you know, those gaps. Cause if we go back again to the idea of a sports analogy, no one ever watches a sports game and goes, why don't they all doing the same thing? And, you know, why doesn't he have the power? And he, you know, like no one does that. Like they accept the fact that there are different roles to play or in a business, the same situation. No one walks into Starbucks and gets mad at the person who's cleaning up that they're not the barista. You know what I mean? Like just things like that. We're just so used to having roles and those being important in our society. They are important, you know, to understand them and then to achieve the highest level you can within your role. But if you think your role isn't enough and you go to take on someone else's that you're not equipped to do, well, now we've got real problems. If I try to take on your role in, in the marriage and in the family, I'm not equipped to do it. Now we've got issues. You take, you know, like vice versa. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But everyone is fine with those. But when we get into the marriage, we have major problems because we aren't seeing it through Christ's eyes. You know what I mean? Like if we really ask him to see it through his eyes, like we talked about the flesh and the spirit last week, right? It's so important that we start to see our marriage through his eyes and start to understand our roles within his economy, like the way he wants it done. And it, you're right. It's beautiful. Like our marriage got so much better when we studied it and really gave in to where we were, where we fit and our, and then we got really, we were getting better at them. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so the next thing we have on the list here is to be an encouragement to each other. And this is really important because, uh, in the world, there's not a lot of encouraging things, particularly with what's going on now. There's, you know, a lot of unencouraging things. Mm -hmm. Um, and then even just being, you know, being in a marriage and being in a family and, and doing all that that entails, you need encouragement because a lot of times your kids are going to do the things they do and that's not going to be very encouraging. Right. And you need to have somebody there that's by your side. That's going to look over to you and say, Hey, it's okay. Like you're doing a good job. They're not responding. Cut it out. Cause we need to change that. Like either way, right? Comfort or conviction. We need. Yes, but we were here other. talking about encouragement. I know. Sorry. Yep. Yep. I always go back to that because I'm the you, forever optimist. Yeah, right. So I always go to those things. Yeah. You're much better at encouragement than I am. You have made me better at encouragement than I would have ever been had I not been with you. Because you've always been really quick to like, let's move forward. Like this is going to be okay. You know, we're going to get through this. You've, you're like, you rally me you know, us more than I have been able to, because I'll kind of stick in it, you know, oh, this is what's going to happen and that kind of thing. So you've been better at that. I hope I'm getting better at it. I feel like you're okay, getting good. better at it. <laughs> I, I feel encouraged. I feel I'm encouraged. trying to more because I think you showed me how much it means to me. Like I'm going to cry. Every time you've encouraged me through something, it's shown me to be more encouraging to you yeah. because I've seen the power of it, you know, knowing that someone has like you said have your back like you've got my back and like so now I can try something different that I might not have or I can give up some of the burden I've been carrying you know or the facades I create to make myself feel better or whatever I can give some of that up because you've done that for me you've loved me that way Christ loves the church right so that I'm now able to give more of that to you because you kind of started that ball yeah. rolling yeah and I think unfortunately in a lot of marriages they end up getting to the point of being a discouragement to each other yeah and that's a really bad place to be because the last thing you need when you're down or you're hurt or you're you know whatever dealing with the 
winds of life, the last thing you want to do is go to go to the person that's supposed to be the closest to you, and and then receive discouragement from them. Right. 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 So we really all need to take it upon ourselves to be thoughtful and intentional about how we're treating each other and really thinking about, am I doing everything that I can do to encourage my spouse in what they're doing? And I think one other thing I want to say to anybody who's like dealt with hurts, like things that are really painful from now or in the past or whatever, I think for me, those locked me up from encouragement. You know what I mean? Like it was so intense that I almost didn't want to give the good, like I couldn't find it. You know what I mean? So if we can ask God to bring some of the healing power that he has for us, because he's the great physician, like as he heals us, we're also freed up to give more of the encouragement because we feel more of that love and that truth of our identity in him and everything he's called us to be. And then we're able to give more of that. Yeah. But I think that does, that does squelch it sometimes that mm-hmm. hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last thing that we had was to, um, you know, get each other's back to be able to protect each other, to be able to, you know, make sure that we're all going to be okay. And I think, again, in a lot of marriages, the last person's back that you end up wanting to get is your spouse's back. In fact, you know, you talk about this a lot where, you know, women will get together and it's just a, it's a bash fest, right? Oh, it's bloody. (laughs) So. Oh, my husband, you know, and, and that's one thing that we learned really early, like even through our hard times, where we were struggling together to figure things out, we kind of made it like we're going to struggle together here, you know, with each other. We're not going to go take it out there and then just say all this stuff and get people, because then those people will encourage you to keep saying those things. And God talks a lot about like slander and stuff. So if we're taking it to one another and we're saying, I'm struggling with this, like this is bothering me. This is, you know, and then we're hashing it out together that's a much better, more fruitful thing than taking it outside and going, well, this happened. They don't even know the other side of it half the time. And then they're agreeing with you. And then what, you know, like then they're boosting up negativity within your marriage and then you're bringing that back in again to the marriage. So it's not bringing anything good. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think another place that, uh, this can happen is, you know, with your kids and being consistent (laughs) <laughs> about how you're approaching things with your kids. Yeah. Um, you know, there's something called parent shopping where, you know, a kid will ask one parent something, not get the answer they want, go off, ask the other parent. I think uh, it's super important as parents that we're consistent um, and that we do have each other's back and we don't use our kids as a way to fight with each other, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, did you hear that, yeah. Bobby? Yeah, yeah right. right. <laughs> Right. Shows what kind of dad right. you or, have, or, or, or whatever. Or no, just to, even about like. No, I think you know, that can actually happen. Yeah, yeah. just, just, uh, just. Hey, uh, you know, I don't. Know, I can't think of an example, but just a kid come, your kid coming to you and bringing something to you about the the parent. You know, maybe you know, telling quote telling right, on the parent, right? right? Just yeah, being like, no, I'm sorry, but that you know, okay, but yeah, I'll talk to your dad about that. Right. <laughs> right? You know, just just having each other's uh, back in the midst of other relationships and making sure that the marriage relationship is the strongest, you know, the strongest. That's the most important one. Eventually, the kids are going to go off and they're going to go start their own families. And, you know, we continue on as a as a, a married couple and as a husband and wife. Yeah, just don't let it get to the point where you don't want to be alone together anymore. Like if you're already feeling that. I think we'll pray about that tonight too. Like if you're already feeling that distance from your spouse, 
just one step at a time back in, you know, and I think that, I think God really can break through all of that. You may feel like, oh, that can't happen for me, you know, but it can, like we have struggled a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we won't get into all of that right now, but I think that God can really transform the way you see each other. So just try to look back at why you started in the first place. Like we both have uh, pictures on our end tables of, or our bedside tables. On our bedside, yeah. yeah, bedside tables of our, each other when we were dating, like when we were younger, you know, and not just the way we looked because we're older now, right? Sure. But the remembering why you fell in love in the first place, why were you going to start this out? Like you had something in mind and the person that you fell in love with and that you married, you, you saw something in them, you know, that, that drew you together. So trying to pull those things out and again, encourage those things and, and getting each other's back. I mean, obviously this is not a perfect thing. <laughs> We're not perfect at this, but just really striving to see it through God's eyes and see each other that way. That's right. So hopefully you view your marriage as a team. And, uh, if not, maybe you'll start to think about that, um, sort of that model. And, uh, hopefully we've given you some things to think about specifically related to how you can operate as a team in your marriage. So why don't we close out in prayer? Courtney, would you like to go ahead and <clears throat> close us out? Yeah, sure. Awesome. Father God, I just thank you so much for this opportunity to come before you and to work on our marriages. I pray for anyone who might hear this who is struggling. I pray that they um, would just press into you, ask you to see their spouse through your eyes. I pray, Lord God, that marriages would grow and be strengthened. They are the fabric of our society, families are. And I just pray, Lord God, that um, men would see their roles as loving their wives well and women would see their roles as respecting their husbands well and see that as service to you, Father God, to bring you glory. And I pray, Lord, that these marriages would be strengthened and blessed. I pray that the remnant would um, shout out um, with truth and adoration of our God. And um, just thank you, God, for bringing your son, for living and dying for us, for rising for us, that we might be called your children and have eternity with you. So we thank you and praise you for the opportunity. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Grafted Marriage Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please do subscribe. Until next time, keep chasing truth.